0: this is connor and this is paul and welcome, welcome to silver screamers your genre swimming decade steamrollering film podcast
1: i want you to know something connor what even if you were my brother i'd still want to podcast with you, oh, I don't <laughs> you. did you get nervous there yeah, i was gonna say my mom listens to this I was toying between that quote or You can stick this podcast up your bottom (laughs) Don't do that Well no I didn't I went with the other Uh, one didn't I You know
0: i don't know if you can hear this the glugging of wine i noticed this on last week's episode when we were with Ashwin, who we had a good few drinks with i might add but there was wine glugging all over the place and by the time by the end of it i was like "Ah, let me tell you something
1: i think it adds a nice little bit of ambience it adds a homely feel (laughs) to what is a homely podcast yeah that's what i think (laughs) well we're doing this that was a friday or no saturday night Saturday. this Belgium. is a thursday night so thursday su- we still got wine like <laughs> more of a subdued mellow drinking time rather than uh, <laughs> let's get sloshed with ashwin drinking <laughs> vibe i felt so bad that uh, uh we put a disclaimer at the start of the podcast but i felt so bad that uh, the audio quality wasn't great
0: yeah it was unfortunate but it was still uh, i, I uh, listened to it i thought it was a really good episode i thought ashwin contributed lots he was a really was good guest yeah. and unfortunate about the sound quality his sound was <laughs> fine actually is is fine. Yeah. <laughs> yes well i'm glad you did that disclaimer going it was my
1: fault because yes it was <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> episode 20 of the podcast 20 two zero, big 2 yeah. we've had quite a few listens of the earlier our, our earlier episodes have um, really shot up in listens well not I so or- much the more recent ones <laughs> I, or, uh, I
0: organised a stag party there for last week for uh, uh, my good friend Kieran. Uh, which went really, really well. Everyone had a great time, I think. But they were all really interested in the podcast. Some of them were already listeners. Aww. They all, I think, they well, the few, listenership went up a, a bit. A few of them subscribed. Yeah, there yeah. So our, our early episodes get a couple of listens, and then they'll all fade off.
1: Our, our, our for episode one. Oh, I won't oh say
0: and number. shout out to Luke, who's become a fervent listener of the Ooh. podcast, who's contacted us. Hey, Luke,
1: friend of the podcast, possible future guest. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'd keep you in mind, Luke. Uh, yeah, for episode twenty, that sounds proper up there, doesn't it? We're getting there, we're getting and there. And this is our last episode in our heist season. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm,
0: I'm glad to see heist go now. I think, I think I'd like another theme.
1: With slasher season, I really felt you and I like threw ourselves headfirst into slashers. We were watching slashers every other night. Slashing we watched so list. many slashers. We didn't really do the same for heists.
0: No, and I think life got in the way a bit there, because we were just kind of, we were been quite busy.
1: Uh, also, I think we got into... And I think you and me are more slashery kind of people. Well, I would probably would have been up for watching watch more heist films, but we got into Umbrella Academy... Um, and we will, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty much watch. watched the two seasons back-to-back um, which is like 20 hours of TV so that could have been like six or seven heist films but so be it We not back-to-back in the night like <laughs> no no. I just mean over the course of this season yeah, we, we have watched so. yeah. the two seasons of Umbrella Academy which w- we would have probably dedicated to film watching but anyway I, I feel we still got a good overview of flavor. We, watched, flavor we did watch Jackie Brown which was one of the films that I was planning on picking for this season but then sneakers took the 90s spot
0: you know debatable whether or not it's a heist yeah,
1: it's more of a caper isn't it yeah it's it's,
0: it's, it's more it's a, it's a bit of a crime film but it's no real heist it's more like it, I suppose it's kind of you know she ends up stealing the money and getting away and you know well maybe there's a heisty elements to it but it's not
1: really does she get the money what money does she get spoiler for Jackie Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> She, which I would recommend watching by the way yeah
0: it's very good and
1: uh, Pam
0: Grier is stunning. Pam Greer is such
1: a um, she doesn't remind me of another actor do you know when you see someone on screen you're like oh yeah I, I get a certain energy that I also would get from another actor there's no one else that really has her energy on screen and I, I really liked her energy
0: is there another I actress she was, yeah she was she was very good like she, she went through a whole like she was very calm and collected very strong calm. she went through
1: funny bits and angry bits and she wasn't like super ca- so confident that she was a bit of a Mary Sue like she was yeah she was a nice calm but she, when she screen. was getting caught
0: by the police she instantly knew I've got a plan and I am executing this yeah. plan and I'm getting a buttload of money
1: yeah she was great I liked her that. Um yeah of course but, she
0: got the money so she, she got the she said to the cops I'm bringing 50 grand back the last time yeah. yeah And your man thought It was 500,000 or something
1: Oh yes okay. He sent
0: him out With the 50 And then in the dressing room She kept the 500 And then the Bail bondsman took it
1: Right, okay, okay, okay. So and the then police thought it was uh, a less amount.
0: Police thought they got the 50 grand, which is all they were expecting. Uh, yes, yes. And then they, she got rid of Samuel L. Jackson and then she got the 500. And then your mum is so in love with her. She's way. like, I'm off to Spain. It's like, how are you getting 450 grand through customs? Well, she's a flight attendant. She's
1: been getting money through customs for years. <laughs> yeah, good film. It's not really a heist insofar as... I, I would think all of a film. heist as a group of people stealing money from an, or, an organisation or from a person. This was more kind of like... The jobber of a gangster screwing him out of his loot. Yeah,
0: I feel like with a fish Call Wanda, which we were going to talk about tonight, the heist bit is actually really, really minor. You no, know, in Ocean's Eleven, for example. It's all, yeah, you're right. It's all about going into the heist doing this is the heist. opening scene.
1: Okay, so let's uh, get into Fish Call Wanda. But before we do, Con, what are we listening to?
0: So you guys are listening to Silver Screamers, and Silver Screamers is our film podcast where we pick a theme. Uh, or genre and dissect 4 films in that theme from different decades. And this week we are covering A Fish Call Wanda in our Heist series.
1: Uh, What's your history with this film? Uh,
0: Basically nothing. I, I actually only remembered at the end I had seen the steamroller scene before. But knew of it. I always got... I think it was... was it this? And Priscilla, Queen of the Desert or something. I used to always get mixed up. Why? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, I guess Priscilla and Wanda are kind of like wacky names. Yeah. That's probably... And the same... It's Priscilla's early 90s, I think. That's that's
0: the drag queens, isn't
1: yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I used to always get that.
0: Oh, A Fish called Wanda's like, no, that's Priscilla, Queen of the
1: Desert. I guess about the whimsical names. Oh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the film titles.
0: Apart from that, I don't think I'd ever seen this before. And I'm, a, I'm... I would be a... A Monty Python fan, a John Cleese fan. This was one of
1: my parents' favorite films. Ever, growing up, I just remember them always talking about *A Fish Call Wanda* as like one of their favorite films.
0: Want to get a few extra listens to this one?
1: (laughs) And yeah, same moment, we'll be happy. And uh, I remember my dad really not liking Jamie Lee Curtis until he saw this film, and then he became a massive Jamie Lee Curtis fan. Good in like Halloween. I don't know why he didn't like her in other things. Um, Short hair probably my dad hates clay girls with short hair <laughs> <laughs> probably was that exactly but i just yeah and i so i saw this when i was about eight or nine and, and i loved it but i don't and i could remember parts i could remember scenes but i couldn't remember the plot and i remember jamie lee i think this is probably my introduction to jamie lee curtis and our second jamie lee curtis film our second jamie lee curtis film now in halloween come. you said something controversial you said you didn't think jamie lee curtis was a superstar having seen this.
0: Well, I don't think her career uh, overall has led her to being a superstar. I think she's been in a lot of good movies and she's a good actress. But when I think superstar, Jamie Lee Curtis is not the first person that pops into my head.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think she... I think she shines.
0: But I think, like, the contrast between what she did in Halloween and ten years later in the Fish Called Wanda was oh,
1: incredible. chalk and cheese. This is actually Jamie Lee. We've kind of skipped all together the, the foreplay of the film and gone straight to Jamie Lee. We'll get to that in a sec. The contrast between... This is Jamie Lee Curtis doing, I feel, what she's best at.
0: Why is it quirky in real life? Yeah, she is quite quirky. Comedy was probably her calling.
1: Well, it, well, Halloween was, I guess, her big break, and she's continued to do them. But I think, yeah, like, True Lies is a similar role to this, though she's more dorky in that. She's not dorky in this. No. And Freaky Friday as well. Um, Wasn't
0: she in something like... It was the one where she swaps bodies with... Freaky Friday. Uh, oh, that was Freaky Friday. Yeah. I thought it was, like, All Grown Up or...
1: All Grown Up is the Rugrats TV show when they're teenagers. Um, No, it's Freaky Friday. (laughs) Trust me on that. Well, okay, we've started, gone straight into it, so I do my... Paul has to do the 240 this week.
0: All right, gladiators, ready!
1: Contenders, ready! Okay, I'm just going to get into it, yeah? (laughs) Okay, so we've got four thieves. We've got Wanda, who's Jamie Lee Curtis, Otto, who's Kevin Klein. Ken, who's Michael Palin, and uh, Georges, who's some Tom guy, Tom Georgeson, and they're robbing a bank and they, they it's successful, and they put the money in a safe, and then immediately, uh, oh, and, and J- Jamie Lee and uh, Kevin Klein are like, we're brother and sister, but it turns out that they're not brother and sister, they're lovers and uh, they, they rat out uh, Georges, and he gets arrested uh, and then they're like, yeah, he's arrested, well let's go steal the loot, but the loot's not there and um, uh, so Jamie Lee Curtis uh, uh, decides to inv- uh, to seduce John Cleese who plays Archie and he is uh, George's lawyer for the case so she is all sexy and she's like oh hello and she seduces him and she uh, she does that and he totally thinks she's the hottest thing ever and I'm f- kind of flying through this actually uh, and then um, uh, Michael Palin plays Ken and he's got a stutter and he doesn't re- I think what actual he hides a key to this the new safe in a fish tank and but Wanda sees that and then she puts it in her locket and she's like but she doesn't tell anyone because they're all she's out for herself as well and John Cleese is uh he, he he basically tells Wanda well I can hang out with you but we can't talk about the trial so she's like okay that's fine I don't care so they're like kissing and stuff and then Kevin Klein's like oh don't don't call me stupid and he's like don't touch his dick and he keeps on any anytime that He junkies is close to telling Jamie Curtis where the safe is. Uh, Kevin Klein ruins it, and there's all sorts of shenanigans going on and uh, uh, also Michael Palin kills an old lady uh, who has dogs and that she was the one witness to the murder uh, to the robbery and uh, so that means George is pretty much free to go so Wanda goes to the stand and he sees his alibi you see and she says oh no I wasn't there and George is like oh no you said you were and then there's a bit of a chase around the the courtroom and then uh, John Cleese reveals pretty much uh, during this that he has been having an affair with Wanda and his wife comes down and says that she wants a divorce um, 23 seconds left and um, what happens then oh then um, the the they get the money, and then they're on their way to the airport. But the shenanigans where Kevin Klein is trying to stop them, and then they, there's a gunfight, and then Jamie Lee is about to go to the plane on her own, and then uh, the, Kevin Klein eventually gets on the plane, and Michael Palin squishes Kevin Klein, and they go off, and I suppose live in South America. Bit frantic, but not bad. Yeah, well, you know, who wants a calm? <laughs> you were like flip flopping back
0: and forth it on us.
1: I, I actually found it really once I got to the john cleese i was like i remember all the scenes but in terms of the plot i was like wow i was a bit like that today because i no, knowing or not, <laughs> not today yesterday so so. i feel we have been really bad with heists because you and i aren't great for details and <laughs> with, with, detail. with a slasher with a slasher film it's like ah he just chases her and cuts her up and then <laughs> another person cuts up with heist. my oceans 11 was perfect around. yeah fine yeah and that's much more complicated well, whatever are uh, are listening back to our uh sneakers episode we were like Ashwin, what happened to that scene what was that we would desperately needed Ashwin in that scene that film no I, I, I when i was watching this film i could follow it along perfectly there's nothing complicated about it but recapping it i was kind of thinking oh, so because jamie Lee curtis has a couple of seduction scenes she has a seduction scene in the house well she's she's she's
0: lobbing the gob on every man walking in this every
1: home. she gives us all, all three oh, yeah. of the main characters otto ken and archie so she's okay So and george's jesus
0: Yeah, george is the one that she's pretending to be with but she's actually with otto but actually only pretending to be with otto mm, yeah 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 she's def- she smooches ken she smooches ken at some point
1: so uh, she, okay so so when we meet her we're like okay she's going out with george's and that's just fine and then you find out that no she's conspiring against george's with who we think is her brother, Otto, Otto. But actually, they're not brother and sister. They're just saying Luppers. that it's a ruse. So she's shagging the two of them. And then she has to seduce John Cleese, Archie, to get the information. But she clear, she obviously falls for him yeah. in real life. But she's also
0: and only with Otto's script, and she plans on screwing him over.
1: Yes, we sorry, sorry. We find out when they're about to steal... when After they've set George's up, they go to the safe and she takes out an iron bar as they're about to oh, yeah. take she, out the yeah. money. So that's when we discover that she's about to screw him over. And I suppose you find out pretty early on that she doesn't reveal that she has the key to him. So she wants this to herself. Yeah. And then...
0: When did she kiss Ken?
1: She well, so, Otto, like to, Otto, is so b- Otto is so stupid in this film. And so hot, well not even stupid, so hot-headed that he is in the apartment and she is, it comes out in a towel uh, implying that she's had a shower. And she says to him, you be quiet. And then he bangs into something and he comes out and is larger than life. <laughs> and he and, and the cogs are turning in Ken's head. He's like, well, hang on, she just had a shower. Why were you in the room? And then to distract him from that, he tries to seduce, I have loads of thoughts about this. And we'll talk about <laughs> that in a minute then like pretends Otto pretends he's gay to try and kiss ken because yeah, like ken, oh yeah. gay panic that's hilarious and then ken is a bit freaked out and then he is confiding to wanda and he's all freaked out and can't say something he, he's not able to say oh, i've thought on that as well and then and she kisses him like, and
0: relaxes him and then he just says it
1: yeah. and then he's like says it out because jamie lee curtis's lips are very persuasion pokes, pokes anything out of the man. and she kind of says to him if it wasn't for George's oh I'd be with you and he, um, <laughs> yeah. you're like yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I think he's the, um, the of yeah. the pecking order one thing in regards to her okay she, she, she's the femme fatale what? of course she's fatale she's she's like seducing men all over the shop and like and backstabbing them and hitting them hitting them on the head and she ends up with John Cleese well I mean I guess he wins her over but one of the yeah okay well okay here's a question do you know the scene when Otto and her are going to the airport after the court case? They're, they're speeding to the airport to fly to Buenos Aires. Basically, he's basically kidnapping. Basically, her. kidnapping her. But she, I felt like she wasn't putting up that much of a fight, and I was uh, kind of going, "Is she just going to get on this flight?" Like she was willing to go to Buenos Aires without Archie. I suppose she. First of all,
0: Otto didn't know that she they weren't together. Otto was still Mm, under the impression that I think he suspected it. But uh, you know, he got in the car. He didn't seem to you know be yeah offended by her uh, and zipped off. And maybe she felt that he was a bit dangerous
1: and Otto yeah you know and, and yeah just keep up the trade, get out of the country yeah okay well no she knocks him unconscious in the airport and locks him in a, well, in a locker yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, what i mean to say is like after she knocks him unconscious she isn't going back oh she does phone archie she does try to phone him yeah, yeah okay so i guess she does want to be with archie by the end like i definitely know that she's happy when she he gets on the plane but i feel like she would have been fine in buenos aires with her <laughs> with her diamonds she would have got over it <laughs>
0: The only thing that, uh, the only reason why I think Archie won her over was because he started speaking Russian.
1: I mean, absolutely. So she has an accent fetish. Yeah, she
0: has an accent fetish. So uh, Otto speaks Italian, which makes her go mad. And then she asks Archie to speak Italian and he goes, oh, but I don't want to speak that rotten language. Here's some Russian.
1: Dostoyevsky and <laughs> she is and she starts grueling all yeah. over the balcony and like properly she's like entwined with that rope and then she said and then she just stops and she says are you rich and he's like no I'm not rich and then she kind of goes so I suppose she is then at that moment she's like that's the first time where she's like you know what this could have this could have legs this relationship he's Russian <laughs> Um, and she asks if he's rich because then she wouldn't need the the loot but he says no and she's kind of like also what a horrible question like and he kind of takes it in his stride he's like well because he must know he must know oh okay i mean i have other thoughts about how. i mean jamie lee curtis incredible actress wanda not that great an actress is she I, I mean oh it works it works it works because all the guys are thinking her, with it flirtatious in this. yeah but it works because all the men are idiots like I think which is in the court guys and she's like that's really like and she, the, the, the costume she turns up with the I big know. blonde
0: wig but at the start when she's trying to uh, get close to so she's well, trying to get true. close to John Cleese because she's found the key safety deposit yes. box but she doesn't know where that is and she's reali- she realises that he's moved the key and she knows that if uh, he's going to tell anybody about it first, he's going to tell his barrister. And she comes up with this uh, this interesting character of an American who's overdoing some sort of research. Both Wanda, funny, those, like, you're
1: you know, talking about Wanda, the character. Yeah, well, yeah,
0: I thought they did it very... I thought it was brilliant when John Cleese's character, Archie, comes home from a, a long day of work and says to his wife oh, I, I won that uh, case. A big grin on his face, like really proud of himself. And she's just totally dismissive. But Who cares? Give Don't to give tits. two tits. When Wanda is approaching him first, she plays on that pride, I suppose, and sort of manipulates that sort of male ego um, unbeknownst to her at the start because it's just very nicely tied in the way that, you know, he, he has had his wife not appreciate him and now he's getting a lot of attention and, and appreciation yeah of course and she runs over to him and she's like oh my god you're that famous barrister oh uh. and she gets it she says can i get an autograph and he signs a piece of paper and he's totally flattered yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, like archie Leach, um, and he's <laughs> like oh my god you know me no now. she's like archie Leach, and he's no, like yeah. leech and yes. she's like oh
1: yes yes <laughs> um but it's I thought that was really well done yeah.
0: the way uh, you, you saw first. He's getting none of this validation or praise or attention in his marriage and Wanda's there to provide him with what he yeah. needed.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is easy to convince someone of something they want to believe. Like... Every he he was a a lost middle aged man in a loveless marriage, and then this gorgeous, exotic young lady just treated him, put him on a pedest- pedestal. So of course he's going to be, because he's obviously like he's academically smart, but he wasn't particularly book smart. Because obviously, it was it was quite obvious it was a ruse. And then when he she doesn't even hide the fact that like she's not very subtle. Like, she literally says, oh, just say my friend uh, George's. Yes, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he's like, oh. For, for a barrister not to
0: have an inquisitive or inter- interrogative mind to go that's a bit that's convenient. a bit dodge are you
1: sure you just bumped into uh, me and like if she had been following him if she was a big fan of him and she had been watching his cases i'm pretty sure she would have known that it was have, him yeah, or she would have led with like an email or something so yeah like yeah but like i I find it believable because he was just so enchanted by her yeah yeah um and uh uh, we're still on jamie but like john cleese like he totally believes that he like they had good chemistry she you could tell he was smitten
0: the poor guy just wanted female attention after years of being in a loveless marriage
1: yeah yeah though i do have thoughts on poor wendy (laughs) jamie (laughs) lee
0: curtis and himself also probably one of the funniest scenes in the movie when she goes over to his house so she's found out that he's going to be working late on Friday by eavesdropping on a phone call or something. So she thinks, well, maybe I'll just go over to the house and seduce him or something.
1: Breaks into his house. Basically breaks into, breaks his, into his house. house
0: and yeah. he's like, oh, OK. Well, in fairness, he looks kind of happy to see her. And he's like, I'm getting mine. But when the wife comes home, they all start hiding behind doors and behind closets and on the floor and everywhere. The
1: French farce.
0: It is a French farce. But John Cleese is amazing in the scene. His facial expressions, how he, how he just has this look of shock on his face. He doesn't know what's going on. I think J- John Cleese is a master of physical comedy, and that really comes through here. But he plays the straight man. In this scene, or
1: generally... And generally, generally, he, well, he plays a bumbling. A he bit plays of a bumbling, but he's not the. He's not Robin Williams. He's not Jim Carrey. He is, exaggerates his English stiff upper lip, and then puts that character in yes. a character situation of a, a. Yes, and it's funny because this very conservative character is put in these outrageous situations and is. It's like screaming, and i like, because Kevin Kevin Klein's not playing the straight man in this film, and we'll
0: get to him in a minute. I can ask something though. So Wanda and himself are hitting it off, and she wants to get her locket back. So he's invited her to this apartment.
1: Yes, that I thought it was in the. It was at like this beautiful loft. I assumed it was in the countryside. It was in central over London. The Thames, yeah. So anyway, they're in this
0: apartment or loft or whatever, uh, looking over the Thames. He starts speaking Russian, and she's all getting hot and bothered and whatever um and then she says, "Are you rich?" and he says, "No, and then these other people come in, he's taken off his clothes, these other people come in, and it's all hilarious and hilarity ensues, but afterwards he then calls her and says, "Sorry, Wanda, I can't see you anymore and I didn't understand was it because she had said... Are you rich?
1: And she was looking for something that he couldn't provide her? Or why was that? I think he was just falling in love with her. And it started off as a bit of a dalliance. But he was falling in love with her. And I think he just wasn't willing to risk everything risk is throw his whole life away to be with her
0: but that's after when he had this whole big long speech about how oh, I, I love that you're so free and fuck it mm.
1: yeah but i suppose I, I feel like he was just fought, like totally he hadn't slept with her at that stage either so it might have been a little bit of a i mean you sleep with her no those no. those two oh my goodness they never get a break <laughs> like, uh, yeah that's otto, <laughs> they, otto go to, they go to co- his apartment the first twice.
0: Time. he goes to the, the apartment first time and Otto sticks I don't his head think up. she was going to shag him then. So they're in the apartment. Uh, and <laughs> so Otto just like sticks his
1: head in between them and says, don't call me stupid. <laughs> then, then then, he's taking off his clothes and turns the, around. The, and the, the first time they're kissing and he goes down to get champagne and then the mother and daughter That's come the, home. Yeah, 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 yeah. The second time Otto just cockparks them. Yeah. Yeah. And the third time is the family. So they don't but actually shag. The, w- the one thing I thought was unusual about Otto was kind of, he was he was very much to her don't touch like, yeah, his you know, dick. Like, don't touch his dick. That's they, all he cared about. They literally, yeah, they literally go through, like, he's like, what about snuggling? And she's like, I think two million dollars is a little bit of snuggling. <laughs> yes, I'm going to snuggle on. Uh, what about but kissing? What I, I did, will kiss him for two million dollars. What I didn't really get was that she has clearly been living in England a while uh, as George's girlfriend. Yeah. And I, I believe she lives with George's. Like, that's their apartment that they share with Ken. Yeah. So, you would think that she's been riding George's. So, does Otto not mind about that? Well, oh. probably does, but that was the way in to get involved
0: in. Well, this guys. is the way
1: in to get. I mean. Yeah i wasn't sure was she with george's for a long time and then she re and then that she she met otto afterwards or she had her and otto been together for years because it's quite a long she's playing the long game if her and otto were a couple and then she came to england it might yeah it might have been that uh, herself and george
0: were seeing each other and then she met Otto afterwards and then you know, they were having an affair and then she brought him in on this thing
1: as her brother it, yeah, doesn't really,
0: it doesn't really go into it, I
1: suppose. Well, I, I feel like she knew Otto first, before she knew George, because otherwise, you know, if she had met George first, then she would have revealed she had a brother. So I feel like as soon as she met George, she was like, oh yeah, I have a brother, Otto, who... Okay. Yeah, uh, it doesn't really matter. I just thought it was a bit of backstory that was interesting. Who does have
0: sex in this movie is Jamie Lee Curtis and Otto. Oh yes.
1: yes, and they have good chemistry too. They do, and she can I mean, get her legs up high. I have to say. <laughs> uh, Jamie Lee, Kerr. I just think Jamie Lee is so much. Fun. She just strikes me as such a fun person, and, and on set, I just. I get the impression this we said this about um sneakers as well i feel like the entire crew really l- liked hanging out there was a great yeah, co- cross so, yeah. chemistry across them all but uh, apparently she had to keep covering her face with uh pillows when he was coming cum- <laughs> or whatever because he was making these weird faces that sex scene like the it's meant to be funny because the contrast is like how sexy otto and wanda are and how like Unsexy Wendy and Archie because like the, they're sleeping in separate yeah. beds yeah. and he's he's cutting his toenails and his corns yeah. at the end of the bed are they just flying into the carpet? Oh, anyway, the, so the idea is it's meant to be that Jamie Lee and Otto are like yeah are really hot, but I think that. Like the the foreplay was funny with him sniffing her pooed and speaking Italian. It was all funny, sex but the actual looked sex looked awful. <laughs> it looked so bad. He was uh, he was just like was, got a couple of the legs a couple them. of yeah. thrusts and then like funny face. Yeah, Netflix and, and you know. that was it. It was like oh, was she meant to have enjoyed that? Didn't seem like it. You
0: know, it's a comedy. A, a comedy paper. It's, it's it's it was to make a point, uh, a bit, a comparison rather than to actually be a sex scene as such.
1: I mean they could have done a, or like a super a stupid over the top one where they were like breaking all pictures on the walls and the door the bed frame was banging off the wall and they were like spinning around the room like kind of a, a Samantha from Sex and the City type sex scene but whatever it was fine I don't Kevin Klein in this film I, I, I do find him quite sexy.
0: I don't think I'd find him sexy he's not really my type at all.
1: No I do. I think he's quite attractive.
0: Well, it's good, like, that he was looking sexy in, in the movie that he got his Oscar nom for.
1: For this, his only Oscar nomination. How weird is it for a comedy performance to win an Oscar?
0: Yeah, it's odd that there would be an o- Oscar nomination for uh, a comedy. Do you, can, can you think of another one?
1: I can't think of another Oscar winner. I know a few nominees. Renee Zellweger was nominated for Bridget Jones, which is unusual. And Melissa McCarthy was nominated for Bridesmaids. Can you think of any others? I don't think so. No, it wouldn't be. The Oscars tend not to look favorably upon. And he wasn't nominated for anything else. It wasn't like he, the other way usually. Oscar season or award season, you got you know nominations yeah, all nominations, over the shop, yeah. and then yeah, um, he was only he just nominated for the Oscar, not for a Golden Globe, and uh, he won it. John Cleese and John Cleese won a BAFTA for best actor. And so did Michael Palin for Best Supporting Actor. The only Oscar it won was Kevin. And it was nominated for Best Director and for Best Writing. And I think Jamie Lee was nominated for something, was she? Yes, and Jamie Lee was nominated for, Best, for Golden Globe, as was John Cleese. So it's not weird how Kevin Kline won the Oscar but wasn't nominated for Golden Globe or BAFTA. And Jamie Lee won the Golden Globe wasn't even nominated for an Oscar. Well, she won a Golden Globe for, or sorry, she was nominated for Best Actors in a a Comedy or Musical. There would have also been a Drama uh, Award that season, because it's it's easier to win a Golden Globe than it is an Oscar, to be fair. It's nothing against Jamie, but it's true. (laughs) (laughs) You buy a Golden Globe, you win an Oscar. (laughs) Everyone knows that. I probably wouldn't have given her an Oscar nomination. She's very she's very good and charming.
0: So, the character about her, what did you make of him? I, he thought he, he was, was great. A, yeah.
1: I mean, he was an arsehole. He was an arsehole. I thought
0: Kevin Klein played him very well. I mean, I think he was a bit over the top and a bit silly.
1: Oh, yeah, well, he was, yeah. He was silly, but I mean, he was a hothead. He was... It, I
0: liked his hotheadedness. I liked the way he was... So funny. I liked the way how Wanda could control him, and she was able to verbally reason him into going and apologizing to Archie which is something that he would never do by telling him how stupid he was for uh, ruining the heist or ruining what she was trying to do with Archie and then he actually goes to apologize to Archie and ends up <laughs> kicking the crap out of him.
1: He had no self-control. Yes. Absolutely no self-control. Like, I, I, Wanda is by far the smartest person in this film like she is three steps ahead of, including Archie who's the solicitor a lawyer but like she's still three steps ahead of everyone and Kevin Klein just has no sense or Otto has no sense of timing and no sense of okay the long also, game so
0: Jamie D. Curtis character as you said is the smartest character in this Otto fancies himself as the smartest character yes because just by virtue of the fact that he reads Nietzsche he believes that he is the smartest character He keeps getting called stupid, which totally damages his ego. Yeah. He has no ability to... (laughs) Which just goes to to show you how how fragile
1: he is about that particular fact. It's obviously a sore sore spot for him.
0: You feel like he was somebody who grew up always being called stupid and in later years wanted to do everything to sort of dissuade that fact that he was a, a stupid person and do everything that he could to try and make himself uh, more intelligent, but to a superficial level. And the only way he knew how to do that was start reading philosophy.
1: Yeah, like he he's like, okay, to combat this character flaw that I might have, I'm gonna read philosophy because that will make me smart. Well, Jamie, well, Wanda ain't reading philosophy, But she is very secure in her intelligence because smart people don't need to read philosophy to boost up their intelligence. He's not an idiot though. Like he does out an idiot. He does outsmart (laughs) like John Cleese is more bumbling. Archie is more bumbling. Archie has a gun pointed at him and he is able to Uh, reverse it. Uh, And he's also like he's so confident. Like, Like confidence gets you a long way. Like he totally intimidates Michael Palin constantly. Yeah. yeah, he realizes that
0: uh Michael Palin's character Ken has this stammer and the more uh unfamiliar with people he is, the worse it gets, or the more awkward he is, the worse it gets, and he kind of uses that against him and that's probably like projecting his own insecurities onto uh Ken.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a hard, it's yeah. bullying. The bully. He's a,
0: he's yeah, a bully exactly. <laughs> he's a bully. And he's also he also tortures him yeah so he he sticks chips up his nose and uh knowing that he's an animal lover that's in you know has this fish called wanda that he he loves he starts eating his uh his fish which is horrible also otto has this scene where he pretends to be gay uh, and comes on to ken to try and distract him from the fact that ken just found Uh, himself and Wanda in the bedroom Well, Wanda was apparently in the shower and he was like why were you in the bedroom with Wanda if she was in the shower and he sort of chases him out into the hallway and starts to uh, come on to him and pretend that he's gay to make him awkward to start him stammering and uh, to try and distract from what was going
1: on between them.
0: What did you make of that scene? I (laughs) mean it's it's highly
1: offensive (laughs) it's gay panic. (laughs) I do know of someone who is a newish father, who won't spend time with his baby with a friend of his in case people think that they're gay dads. What? Yes, yes. And I just kind of, when I heard that, I was just like, nah, ha, ha. but inside I was like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Who gives a fucking shit? So that is, this is... And if somebody says, oh, is that your kid? You go, no, we're not together. Well, I think the other day was like, if they're in a cafe like just say you had the baby for an afternoon they wouldn't meet a friend of theirs for a coffee or something That's God's Sage. I know fucking hell so this is
0: <laughs> obviously I remember one time when uh, Gay Pride was on and my mother um, and her best friend who's uh, who also has a gay son uh, were in town having lunch and uh, so they were in town they didn't know Gay Pride did they was want on. you guys
1: to marry when they were
0: no they were in, he is married now. he's married to the Brazilian. So they're in town anyway and they realise gay pride's on. They're like, oh right, okay, let's go to the parade. Sure, let's hang around. So they go to the parade and it's great and it's fun and all the parades are going past and they're waving, saying hey. And everyone's waving back. Um, and then afterwards they were saying, oh, everyone's so nice and friendly and it was great. And I said to her, I said to my mom, uh, "Mom, you realise they probably thought you and your friend were gay? They probably thought you were, like, a, a, an old lesbian couple. And she was like, oh, Jesus, I never even thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I doubt they did, to be
1: fair. <laughs> yeah, it's just this kind of attitude that, like, oh, people might think I'm gay and that would be the worst thing in the world. Like, and I, this, that's so offensive. Like, who gives a shit? It's, uh like, like in the movie from otto's perspective i mean
0: otto has no otto doesn't give a shit no otto doesn't care and even when they're in public he's like shake that ass
1: giving a shit and i think it's all on but he is still though he is still playing on the he is still playing up on the gay panic the assumption that ken will have gay panic which he is correct he does
0: um, and Kenny, which is probably probably likely if he started, you know, coming on to a lot of straight men, to be well, fair.
1: And yeah, Otto also, like, we're meant to like Ken. Ken is meant to be the person we're rooting for. And he, he says, you're trying a to... a little old lady. K- he kills a little old lady. Yeah, we're, yeah, but we're still meant to root for him. Because he's, you know, like, when he crushes Ken, uh, Otto at the end, we're meant to be like, yay, go Ken but okay so let's just put this in perspective okay from otto, from ken's point of view he is trying to assassinate an innocent old lady and otto is a, ga- is a gay man just just from ken's perspective that are the two things right and otto is like you're trying to kill an old lady and then ken says it's better, <laughs> better than, than buggering <laughs> We're meant to be like in the audience. I feel like the film is like, yeah, it is buggering. It's like, no, I even hate that fucking word, buggering. Oh, it's a horrible word. It always makes me think of Panty when she was talking about homophobic people. And she's like, when I see Jim and Nora, the couple who are in their sixties living next door to me, I see this <laughs> lovely couple who have spent thirty years together, and they hold hands, and they've had loads of Christmases, and they've had loads of kids, and loads of memories, and they've had loads of holidays, and it's <laughs> lovely. When they see me and my me and my partner together, they just see two gay men buggering, buggering all day ch- long. They <laughs> bugger for breakfast, they <laughs> bugger for lunch, they <laughs> bugger for dinner. Gay men just—it's so—it's such a horror horrible word it's such a horrible assumption hey magic (laughs) her dog just came out she heard me being animated (laughs) buggering is not one of your trigger words magic so so no so ken's a fucking asshole that's one problematic part of this film that hasn't aged well there there is another do it ken The stuttering yeah the stuttering i mean one of my favorite scenes with otto
0: is um again the scene with john Cleese, which is the best scene in the film where Jamie Lee Curtis uh, has let herself into the house and herself and Archie are there and she's tried to seduce him and then the wife comes back Otto's come in to say don't touch his dick and after a couple of minutes Jamie Lee Curtis finally manages to convince him to fuck off and to get out of the house because she's in the middle of this thing with Archie uh, and he uh, turns around and he realises the wife is coming back so he hides behind a door And then uh, John Cleese comes in and realizes it's his wife and kind of screams and goes, oh, my God, what what the hell are you doing here? And then says, oh, I I brought you some champagne because you're home so early. But then (laughs) when the wife questions him about whose car is outside and John Cleese is like, fuck, how am I going to get out of this one? Otto just
1: appears <laughs> from behind the door and goes Archie <laughs> my old lad and he goes <laughs> what the actual it's so clever it's like a, a ruse on top of a ruse because obviously he doesn't Archie doesn't want his wife finding out the truth and then he's given a lifeline by someone who but he doesn't have a fucking clue who this he's, person he's is he's also like this weird house? so he's like I don't know who this person is but they're helping me so, so i'm just going to I have to tell a lot junk Jean- if his face in that scene is it's incredible so funny it's ing- just
0: it's like looking <laughs> around guys what's yeah, going on
1: yeah. everybody who that- the
0: fuck else is in my
1: house yeah no it's what
0: what i love as well is that he makes up this entire elaborate lie about he's john schnergen bergen flergen and he's with the cia and he's been briefing uh archie about something goes into this whole backstory and then at the end your one is like all right mr john blurgin uh, she
1: says it without, without missing um, a yeah. beat i think she's a little bit of a, a subtle genius in this film she's not one of the main characters wendy yeah. she's not one of the main characters and she's really is played to be this horrible person i nearly made her my thesis of the week actually um. I don't think she's played like she's meant to be this awful, horrible person. Oh, I think she's meant to be the nagging wife. She's meant to be...
0: I suppose she is. I suppose she's, a, she's somebody and she's kind of lost the love for her husband.
1: And She really hasn't lost idea. the love
0: for her husband. She's, she's, it doesn't
1: seem... It seems like a loveless marriage. As the, the second, the, the second she finds out that he has made a gesture of love... She is absolutely. Back, yeah. spe- I uh, suspect that he has. I, I know the film does have him, oh, I won my case, and she's like bored off her tree and she's not interested in this case, and that's fair enough. And then he offers to make her tea, and then it's not made straight away, and she's throwing her eyes up to heaven. But like they're sleeping in separate beds. Mm-hmm. He's cutting his bloody toenails and corns on her bed. I know that would annoy me. Yeah, Jamie D. Curtis, loved, like that. Yeah, and exactly. Sarah's yeah. And- And then, it's not like Jamie Lee Curtis has to work particularly hard to seduce him. Like, he's pretty game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she... You're right, actually. So, maybe she's actually...
0: um, You kind of feel like Archie is a victim of this loveless marriage. But maybe she's equally a victim in the marriage. Perhaps. And
1: just the fact that... I think they are probably two people who have just both kind of yeah and they're they irritate each yeah. other but i just think the scene where she finds the locket and he is frantically trying to find an excuse and she isn't even listening because she is she sees a w on it and her name is wendy so she obviously has this narrative oh my husband doesn't give a shit about me we're in this loveless marriage blah blah he's you know and then it's the second she has a sign that he has done something nice for her she is throw she's and like she she wants to be given she is like like, she wants it i mean like i'm pushing those beds (laughs) together tonight (laughs) yeah and their daughter is like in the next room as well like can you imagine like walking in and your parents like having a proper like proper french kissing and and then when he suggests changing the necklace for something more expensive, he's missing the point. Because she's not interested in an expensive necklace. She want, She's like, this is the it's, nicest it's, it's, thing you've ever given to me, which says a lot, that, like, th- that this necklace was a nice thing. Obviously, that goes to show you what he had done for her in the past. Yeah, yeah. And he goes through a lot of trouble to give Wanda that necklace back, like he he literally destroys loads of their heirlooms, loads of their. Heads. Oh, he doesn't. He's a big. But he does smash things and stuff. But yeah, know, but you things. know, he goes just he goes he a lot further big, yeah. with Jane with Wanda than yeah, he yeah. does with Wendy. When she's like, "I need that locket back," or "This ain't happening."
0: Immediately, he's thinking, "Okay, I need to get this locket back," and he's not really thinking about his wife. Yeah, come up with this elaborate kind of uh, plot to, to burglarize his own house to try and make it out that somebody has broken in and just happened to steal this this locket, which then Otto foils because again he's he's stupid,
1: uh, and ends up breaking in and, and and beating the crap out of him again. <laughs> Hits him over the head. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, and and going, one more thing about Wendy, I actually think. That scene where he, like Otto tries to fool her, and like you know that Otto would have fooled Archie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ar- Ar- she was having. Yeah, he wouldn't have believed any of He them. would have believed it. She was as sharp as a whip, and she. Like my father was working for MI five, and blah 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 blah. And Nuke repeated his stupid made up name <laughs> made up name verbatim without missing a beat <laughs> yeah, yeah. she kind of had this look on her face which said I'm going to remember everything yeah, that say, and I'm yeah. just going to question you about it and he's quite abusive to her in her house yeah and she's like back off I've, I've, she's not a bit flapped so I quite like Wendy and that's just it reminded me there's a couple of interesting
0: bits in this movie um, you know the way you often say uh, an English movie you mean like for, in England not the language no in the language English oh sorry that well, i wonder uh, in in the movie is in the movie when they when they speak in different languages i wonder what they say <laughs> yeah in how do they translate countries?
1: mr Fwagen, wagon, wagon.
0: Flurken, shirt. so actually i was reading up on it and uh so he says you know if it wasn't for us you'd be speaking german and all this and he starts saying Deutschland über alles. Oh, yeah okay in germany I think he says the same thing, He'd will be speaking German, but they, he doesn't sing Deutschland über because it's very nationalistic and stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, the Italian he was doing throughout, which is all mozzarella pizza. Yeah, it's, it's both um, is, it, which I didn't cop as a kid. In
1: Italy, he spoke in Spanish. Right, okay. And they, they dubbed her to be like, speak Spanish rather than Italian I wonder what in Russia what did John Cleese in Russia what did they dub John Cleese yeah, I don't know actually yeah, yeah. That, that's like um, do you know in Toy Story 3 when Buzz is put to his, his Spanish set or his, his his Spanish setting okay yeah in, in Toy Story 3 they accidentally put and he speaks in Spanish for the rest of the film in Spain I think they oh, no they gave him a very very specific old dialect of Spanish huh. yeah
0: <laughs> foreign languages in an English film. That's
1: Otto and Wendy. Wendy, really? Yeah. Wendy
0: ends up breaking up with Archie, and no, that's fine with him. She's a bit. She's upset.
1: She's upset, I suppose. And but I think he, the, the he, big he's, thing is that he
0: kind of uh, everything's falling apart on him, and he just sits down and goes, "Right,
1: okay." He he's besotted with with Wanda. Well, and I think Wendy thought... I think there was a period of time... I guess when this film starts, their marriage is is dead. But she starts to believe it's been reignited. Which must be really upsetting. And he's he's
0: just brought her in champagne. Yes,
1: and she turns up to his case. Yes. So I feel that when he showed a bit of interest in her she then started playing interest right, in yeah. his case again and she figures Or wendy she, oh i'd um, like a sequel yeah. about her <laughs> <laughs> and John daughter, their daughter portia is yeah. actually john please's daughter yeah, yeah yes yes <laughs> we we had kind of briefly mentioned ken's stutter uh, what's the difference between a, between a stutter and a stammer is there a difference? Uh, I think basically they're the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I get and I, 1988 was a different time, and, you know, I don't want to be like super woke, but I feel like their treatment of the stutter was probably pretty insensitive. I don't know, actually. I,
0: apparently, Michael Palin modeled it on his own father who had a stutter, and it would be worse around people he didn't know, and it would be yeah. less oh, around yeah, people yeah, they yeah. knew, and that kind of stuff. I did read somewhere that he was approached by an advocacy group for people with stammers and stutters, um, and subsequently set up a a school to help oh, people right, with a okay. stutter. And I'm not sure if that was because they were like that was really insane.
1: <laughs> or oh, that's good. Well, regardless, the this performance led to led to something positive. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. A bit of a confession from a co-host of a film podcast oh. I have only seen one Monty Python film what? yeah and here's a bigger confession it was the life of Brian I didn't <sighs> love it oh. now I I don't know if it was because I had a friend You're a
0: very naughty boy
1: <laughs> I don't know if it was because when I was growing up I had a friend who was mad about Monty Python like, and would just quote I feel like I know a lot of quotes from Monty Python just from him and it was one of those things where he kept on saying, "This is the best film ever." This is the best film ever. He built it up too much in my head. and then I saw it, and I didn't see it for years. Like I don't think I saw it until I was about eighteen or nineteen, and that was the one I saw. And I was so excited. I was like, "Finally, I get to see this film!" And I, yeah, I didn't love it. Or I mean they have
0: a very surreal sense of humor. I'm not maybe maybe that's just not something that you.
1: I mean, I love The Mighty Boosh, and I'm usually better bit more into surreal humor than you are surreal
0: oh, mighty beauty is very surreal
1: i don't know if surreal is the right word it's more sort of daft and
0: slapsticky i mean i would like to you know like in in, yeah. in, the, in the holy grail it's it's arthur on this quest for the holy grail and they, d- they don't have horses so they just mimic riding horses and there's somebody behind them a coconut's just clapping them together you know that kind of stuff
1: yeah that's the type of thing that wouldn't make me like laugh out loud i'm like oh yeah huh, that's funny maybe I don't know maybe I need to watch more of them I've heard the the Holy Grail is better than well people say Life of Brian is genius I don't know maybe I need to watch and more it caused them. Life of Brian caused a huge oh, yes. stir back in the day it was yes. the late 70s or something there's a very famous interview with John Cleese and I don't think it's Michael Palin yeah yeah, yeah it is Michael Palin what is it on the on the TV show where there the w- chat w- show with the, where the priest and yes. The, yes 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 well. and one of those Bishop, so one of those men it turns out was like concealing like horrible deeds. But I don't know. If, I don't know the details, so I won't say them. But like, I know one of them has a pretty dark past. Let's say, so like you can get off your high horse.
0: Yeah. It's in, it's funny because the the bishop there. I don't know if it was the bishop or the other fella. You know, says, "Oh, I'm very disturbed at what I see in the society with the violence and the muggings and the stabbings." i like, oh, okay, <laughs> glass houses, yeah. glass churches, and they're talking about the the uh, the scene on Mount Sinai where Jesus is talking talking to the people, and he says it's a disgrace how you. Make a mockery of one of the most sublime utterances ever mentioned by any human. And then Michael Palin and John Cleese say... No, we don't. He says exactly what they what said. And then it pans back to the crowd and somebody who can't hear goes, speak up. Anyway, yeah, we should watch it. It's great. So, another bit of trivia, and this will bring us back to the movie. This movie killed a person. Oh. <laughs> In Denmark... And this will bring us on to Ken now. Um... You know the scene where Ken is getting chips stuck up, stuck up his nose? Yeah. So in Denmark, there was a guy who... That scene. Uh, reminded him of a friend of his who was over and who stuck uh, little bits of cauliflower up all the guests' nose and, and challenged them to eat a carrot without dropping the cauliflower out of their nose. <laughs> and This <laughs> sounds like a great party. It's a dinner party game that I'm going to us Let's, let's do that next weekend. Uh, and... Um, and so this that scene reminded him of this and he started laughing so much that his uh, heart rate went apparently between 250 and 500 beats a minute and eventually he just had a heart attack and died. <laughs> I Here think it, I did read that actually,
1: yeah. So he laughed himself to death like laughed in two Framed death. Roger Rabbit. Yeah. He laughed himself to death.
0: What are our thoughts on Ken?
1: Yeah, I mean, Michael Palin was very charming, and uh, if you ignore the potential insensitivity of the stutter, uh, he was very good at it, and like it did lead to some very funny... I don't know if that's like PC for me to say, but like <laughs> the scenes were hilarious. You wouldn't be laughing, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't be laughing there I if don't. somebody was like that homophobic bit was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't funny. To be fair, <laughs> that was just him saying, "Oh, boogering is worse than killing old ladies." At least this had a bit of comedy timing. Uh, but no, it was really funny. Like, like He's very good at playing uh, it. Anyway, excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have to say, my I thought with him because him and John Cleese are barely together. They're only together for one scene, but that yeah, that's that, was, that was that was you could tell you know they worked well to get job. archie is being so patient So patient he's, yeah, like, oh he's yeah. so everybody else is so
0: dismissive and, so dismissive uh, archie's being so patient with him and he's just like take your time take your time and then eventually he's like spit it out yeah yeah <laughs>
1: just spit it out. which i'm sure was very helpful and then as soon as he gets it out He doesn't get He writes it. He writes it. He can just say it then. Yeah, Yeah. must be so frustrating. So Ken is also a lover of animals. He's a lover. I mean, that is a real short fire way to make a character likable is do you know the way by the way have you seen the poster for this film it's it's so bizarre it's it's, it's like a mugshot not a mugshot do you know like you get like photos of like people when they go to jail like where they're in front of like yeah. the lines but not just their upper body their entire body like like if there's a lineup that's it that's a lineup so it's it's Wanda in uh, her leopard screen dress she wears at the start it's John Cleese it's Kevin Kline and it's Michael Palin and then there's this weird fish humanoid <laughs> i wouldn't call it a mermaid um like um oh what's that movie that won the oscar a bit like that but with with, with yes yes um, a shape of water, shape of water yeah. but like a lady like a sexy lady well, a, sexy, a sexy I mean lady, I say yeah. sexy and what ha- they just have like oh Jamie Lee Curtis uh, John Cleese over their ne- heads and then over the fish it's, it's Wanda but I remember seeing that as a kid I mean like oh this is a weird <laughs> fantasy film and then I was like what Wanda's just a regular fish but but why was the fish? Was it, well, was it on purpose that he had called the fish after Jamie Lee Curtis? Hello, Wanda. That's the first line in the film. I think he was in love with Wanda, right? Right, okay, yeah. I think everybody in this film was in love with Wanda. I wonder <laughs> when Jamie Lee Curtis. Freaky Friday was about 2005, 2004. At what point did she. It must be so upsetting for her. Like, in this, she's like the pinup. And she's—I think she still has that in True Lies, even though she is a mom and that. But at what point did she stop getting like sexy roles and start getting I don't, like? Beaten. I mean, apart from this, did she
0: ever have a sexy role?
1: Oh, I mean, Jesus! True Lies is one of the sexiest roles well, of all sorry, time. I mean,
0: she's a mom and that, as you said. So, I mean, anything else spring to mind?
1: Well, all the all the like horror films that she was in, she was like this was it sexy in Halloween. No, but I think prom night, and I think. um the fog she was kind of like sexy in them and then at, so, at some point like when she got the script like the one of the famous lines from freaky friday is when lindsay lone's character wakes up in jamie lee curtis's body and is like i'm like the crypt keeper <laughs> and i wonder if it was jamie lee curtis reading that being like cheers right <laughs> cheers in the fish called wanda every character on screen was in love with me <laughs> Yvonne, friend of the podcast uh, had never seen this film before and she watched it in preparation for this podcast, she, she loved it uh, but she did say that uh, she thought there was a bit too many underwear scenes of Jamie Lee Curtis, she thought it was gratuitous well it's it's one
0: sexy woman and a whole bunch of men so, so, so
1: let's put her in her underwear because no, I mean, that's all we have no,
0: it's, I, mean, <laughs> I mean it's, it, it's clearly uh, an objectification or objectifying uh, women
1: I never really felt to be fair I never really felt that Jamie Lee Curtis, that Wanda was objectified by the camera in the way, like, Megan Fox might be in later years. Like, no, I,
0: true. I, I mean, I think, she was, I think she was a character who used her sexiness to get what she wanted. Like, absolutely. And, uh, and she was comfortable doing that. I think, though, kind of British humour, you know, the carry-on films and all that. Yeah, they, they it do kind from of that, yeah. objectify women in those.
1: They do, ways. but I, I felt that Jamie Lee Curtis used it as a, as a tool which makes it okay. <laughs> she
0: was in a very <laughs> masculine world, a crime I mean, world. I
1: suppose you could argue that like it's like Lara Croft being like, I'm in control of my sexuality and still having her boobs out. She's still <laughs> being leered on. But I don't know. I don't know. I, didn't, it, I, didn't know. I, I also said to Yvonne, if I had a body like Jamie Lee Curtis, I would probably wear my underwear all the time as well. And, mm, uh, Paul, you, you don't have the female
0: experience. And
1: uh, Yvonne agreed. She was like, Yeah, yeah <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. So, yeah, so
0: Ken. I really like that he had his own. He was probably the only character that had his own
1: subplot. Yeah. Which didn't
0: involve any of the other yeah, characters. Yeah. Uh, so he had three scenes. There was a woman with three dogs. The worst she,
1: assassin yeah. ever. Worst
0: but assassin ever. There's a woman, an elderly woman with three dogs, three little uh, Yorkshire Yorkies, uh, who had uh, witnessed the robbery. And the main thief in prison, George, not really any point to talk about him. But. No. Um, Maw son Just oh, kept on saying Maw son. Son. son Um He sent, sent him off And said kill this one And then I'll get off So he goes three times And kills one of these Yorkies Each time Then he's an animal lover How does he do it again What's the first, the first The first one is he gets No the first one is the dog Or sorry He gets a Doberman Trying to kill this L one And uh, it ends up Grabbing one of the Yorkies
1: I mean Fucking hell With this he was. <laughs> he Sorry, <laughs> he was planning just the Doberman to like to savage to old this old lady yeah. to death, and also like if he's an animal lover, clearly they would be pretty easily able to trace back that Doberman, and then the Doberman would be put to sleep. So like yeah, yeah, not thinking very far ahead.
0: But the Doberman takes one of the puppies. One of the takes Yorkies. one of the puppies.
1: Okay. Uh, Second, can you think of a more violent death (laughs) for it? It's so disturbing. This Doveman ripping her apart. The
0: second one is he tries to run her down.
1: And I mean, that's probably the most sensible. I mean, just in terms of direct approach. The most direct one that doesn't seem like this woman is the lead witness in a, a bank robbery trial. So the one that at least
0: looks like she got assassinated it could, at
1: least, it could look like a hit and run uh, Doverman's probably I know I mean it's pretty I mean if that had worked I mean it'd be pretty you'd need to put a lot of work to get a Doberman to salvage a particular person well, it's okay. so stupid but putting that putting they that aside, be, they'd be like nobody'd be stupid
0: enough to do that
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> putting that aside the uh, runner over the
0: car with the two dogs the two dogs are clearly going to get hurt in blackface as well by the way a uh, jamaican blackface man yeah um <laughs> was he in blackface
1: he wasn't just wearing the hat i don't know if he was, was hard in blackface or he
0: just kind of put like black his face so she couldn't tell her i don't know i don't yeah, think <laughs> it was yeah um but he had dreadlocks on and, a, and like a, a uh, <laughs> to blame some black man some black man probably get arrested but for- so the dogs are clearly going to get, get hurt anyway one of the dog dies but if he actually hit her probably both dogs would have died. so that was a silly idea too
1: if he's an animal yeah these scenes were just uh, they were just brainstormed quickly
0: and then the third one is that he shoots big heavy metallic (laughs) safe it's it's like the roadrunner yeah exactly (laughs) hanging above the entrance to this building her building her apartment building and he's got a sniper rifle you think like okay he's he's gonna gonna shoot shoot her her. he's just gonna uh,
1: I was thinking in that scene but like if she's assassinated it'll obviously tie it so I guess that's why he didn't just shoot her directly but even still
0: He shoots the thing. It doesn't fall on her. It falls on one of her dogs, and then she has a heart attack because all her dogs are dead and dies.
1: And he's dead proud of himself. He's upset at first because he loves dogs, and then he's like, yay. And he ain't subtle either, is he? Like, him and George are literally doing, like, a conga line in jail after she's died. Otto had bet him a pound, a pound, that he wouldn't be able to kill the old lady. And I mean, technically he didn't. Um, <laughs> if I was Otto, I'd be like, like giving me that pound. <laughs> so, he's dead, he's
0: so, I love the way he's so proud of himself that, like, you owe me a pound.
1: <laughs> yeah. How irresponsible are the police to have the lady walk without a one way mirror? Obviously, you would. When the police are got the, the lady who's a witness. Oh, yeah and oh yeah they're just like they're just in front like, of them like right in front of them like oh this won't be a danger to the old lady's yeah, yeah, life yeah. yeah so it's not as if your man would be like i wonder who saw me it's
0: like oh yeah this album saw me
1: uh yeah so her that actress um let me get her name so i recognize her straight away and my first instinct was that it was oh, the, the grandmother from the witches. But well, then I was thinking, but she that the witches is after this. The witches is early nineties, and she's not that elderly in the yeah, witches. Yeah, she's yeah. In like her sixties, and this lady was older, and this is before that. So I was racking my head, and I didn't want to look up. And then it hit me, she's F- Finn Roseau from Willow. I would never have gotten. Which this. I think is only a year or two before this, and uh, that's what like she has one of the lines that I like quote. Like, do you know what? Do you know Willow? I, I can't remember I've seen it but it's, it's like, so. like the, the climactic battle is a big fight between her and this other Elwyn and it's like she, she's this old witch but she wasn't very powerful and then Bad Morda was really powerful and then Bad Morda oh, throws yeah. a lightning bolt at her and she deflects it and Bad Morda goes your powers have increased Fit Rizal and then she says I have Shalindria's wand Bad Morda <laughs> <laughs> and then she She has this wand And she's like <laughs> It's this It's a, this amazing Rove You do quote that Quite I a do it all the time <laughs> Your powers have increased Bad yeah. boy. I have wand, Wanderous <laughs> And I remember Watching that film As a kid all I wanted was this... um It'd be Badmortar. No, to, to, for a prequel to find out when these two uh, old witches met before. Because oh, yeah. they obviously fought before and Badmortar was way more uh, powerful than Finn Rizal. And then Shalindri was just this random character that was in it for two seconds and gave this wand to Willow to give to Rizal. So I was like... <sighs> Are these <laughs> these <people? laughs> wonderful characters, but whatever. Anyway, um, and I remember as I got older, and I got into actors and stuff. I remember, let me just find the actress's name. I deserve to know her name, or she. I, I deserve to know her name. Her, she deserves to have her name. She's dead now. She deserves to have her name mentioned. Hang on. Oh, she died very shortly after this. And um, what was her name? Her name is Patricia Hayes. She doesn't even have a photograph on IMDb. I got it right. You got it right. That's a bit of help. Had to stop. She didn't have a photograph. I know. I noticed that. Yeah, it's um, a bit shitty, isn't so it? So she died in 1980, 1998. Oh, okay. So she yeah, lived ten in years a, after. Oh, this. She lived in another ten years, and Willow was uh, nineteen eighty eight. Oh, she and she had plenty. Of, the same so year. The, the same, same year. Yeah. What a good year for her. Um, she didn't have to do much in this, to be fair. But I, so she was seventy eight, in Willow. Did she have a big role in Willow? Oh yeah. Oh, I'd say she's like, I'd say she's like fifth. Right. Okay. Uh, she, she they, Willow discovers her quite early on, but she's a, a muskrat, and it's just her voice. And then about maybe in the last third, he's able to turn her back into an old lady. And then she's Ooh, in. That's her.
0: a handy for her, isn't it? You uh, have to actually be in it. You just have to talk for. Yeah. For and after.
1: then, but she gets like an action, like the climax of the film is her, her at seventy-eight years of age, being on <laughs> theater in London, gets this action role in a George Lucas film. How awesome is that? Warwick Davis is only like eighteen in it. And he's oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. He's a br- he's a great actor. He's a really good actor. I wish he did more of serious acting. He he kinda went into comedy and um now um He was a serious uh Oh not Wookiee uh What is it in, in Star Wars? Um no Wookie's Chewbacca. Oh my god, Connor Ewok Ewok. Yeah, he wasn't Ewok. He was and he was only like eight in that.
0: Yeah, gosh, he would have been yeah, be so he obviously
1: George Lucas now. Yeah, but, like, back. he didn't have to do any acting in Star Wars. Like, and he Mike
0: did nothing, and then Ricky Gervais found him, and he
1: had to... Uh, oh, that, that's not true. He was in Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Warwick Davis. I think he's a great actor. Anyway, that's all I have to say. So that's, uh, what's that actress's name, Patricia? Hayes. Hayes.
0: Let's move on to John Cleese. John Cleese. He's always brilliant.
1: I'd say this is probably his biggest mainstream... Role. I like, think
0: this is probably one of the most successful films he's been
1: yeah, in. Yeah, and he wrote this as well and co-directed it. Yeah. yeah, so you know this. Go on, sorry.
0: He only co-directed it because the studio was afraid that your mom was really old and was going to die. But he was like, I'll sign my name to it. Kind of uh,
1: and John Cleese said, well, if he does, I'll take over. But he didn't That was to gracious him. of him to... Yeah, he's great. He's so good. I mean, I, do have, I have thoughts on John Cleese the person, which I might talk about in a minute. But let's talk about Archie he's first. A, Archie is a
0: lovable bumbling toffee guy who has not been particularly pleasant to his wife probably as we've seen and he's looking for something more out of life and Wanda comes along and sort of saves him.
1: Um, Wanda just injects life into him. Granted he doesn't actually know Wanda. Not at all. Oh no. Not at all. And it's very likely when they arrive in Buenos Aires. Buenos
0: Aires. Yeah, that they'll have a bit of a, that f- a suddenly shag suddenly and then they'll the go, oh, right, suddenly what are we be like,
1: She is like, hang on now, I've been dating gangsters the last couple of years, and he is like, I've no, you know... But I think maybe they balance each other out well, because maybe. I don't think...
0: I think she just wanted to get rich, settle down, have a nice life. That's true. And she's kind of done that now, and he wants a fun and exhilarating person who will kick him up the arse and get... Get him out and go and do stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, and they've kind of they they balance each other out nicely.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, he literally abandoned. Not only does he abandon his wife, it. he abandons his teenage yeah. daughter. Like, like, and Porsche is projected as this like irritating character. But like, sh- the only thing we know about her is that she would love to spend time with her parents at the pub, yeah. <laughs> and that she's really self conscious about her nose. <laughs> Silver spoon and all that. I'm sure she's she'll be fine. Yeah, she'll be great. she be fine. John uh, Cleese probably put that in, saying my actual daughter has something. Yeah. David oh knows. my god! Imagine your father wrote a script and was like, "Oh, I picked this role for you," and your only uh. line is, "My <laughs> nose is horrible." <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Pick. As well, John Cleese has a surprisingly good physique as well. Yes, I you always kind of think he's a bit of a string bean, but when he strips off, and then you're like, oh, no, sure I suspect he wrote this. We know he wrote this, oh, so edge. I have no doubt in my head that as soon as this script was written, he was he phoned a personal trainer and he was like, right, I have to be naked in about six to eight months, and I need to look good, decent, yeah. I need to n- He looked good. He looked very good. And even though I don't find John Cleese attractive in the slightest. And I think you'll agree with me there. Yes, I can totally see why Wanda would. Like it works, but no, I just know I can see why she. I don't. I, not at no point in this film did I kind of go, "Why is she?" Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, I, I I believed that
0: I mean, she when fell I, for
1: him. When I when I when I saw them kissing, I was like, she could do better than that. I believed that they fell in love. Uh, there the, was the, the scene, particularly the first scene where they're kissing, where he's like buried in her boobs. <laughs> I mm-hmm. was kind of getting images of Belinda blinked. Ah. <laughs> I was like, ooh this is a little bit, this is a little bit slurpy. <laughs> Take off your the, neck, keep the locket with your <laughs> mouth. Yeah, yeah. John Cleese himself, though, and I, uh, he's been a bit problematic in recent years.
0: He's always been a bit grumpy, but sh-
1: well, I don't really. What has he done well recently? In In a Fish Called Wanda, and I and I don't, I wouldn't, I don't really want to be too like talking about him as a person when we're talking about him as a performer. But it, I think it, it's interesting when you contrast it with his character in this film, because in a fish called Wanda. His whole thing, his whole character is that he is a foppish English character who never likes to get embarrassed, who was kind of irritated by his Englishness. Like, he literally says that to Wanda.
0: Yeah, he's kind of apologising for his Englishness. Yeah. And I can't break free of this exactly. of stiffness. So it's
1: a, now, granted, he's talking about the upper class English, like the, the, who, who his wife is in this film. Who Wendy is, you know, and that is the stereotype. And he wrote this, you know, if he was just an actor saying the words, fair enough. But we know that John Cleese wrote these lines. But then in recent years, he's he's become quite belligerent. Yeah, and I I don't actually he he's, he's left it. He hasn't lived in England for a long long time. And he said Where's he lived in. There? I well, he has lived in is Barbados. Any, he's lived uh, in the Caribbean. He's lived in Monaco for a time. Um, he's lived all over the place. But he he hasn't lived in England full time for. He, Decades, right. okay, which is fine. Um, but he, okay, this is a tweet that he said uh, in uh, last year. Um, some years ago, I opined that London was not really an English city anymore. Since then, virtually all my friends from abroad have confirmed my observation. So there must be some truth in it. I note also that London was the UK city that voted most strongly to remain in the EU. So it seems like he is pining for days when England was more white, more British, uh with less multiculturalism. And this is coming from a man who hasn't lived full-time in England since the 80s. And it, it just it's just uh, and it's also coming from a man that his most successful work uh was playing a character that he wrote. Who wanted to escape that stiff? Wanted to get to Buenos Aires. Yes, <laughs> yes. And John Cleese himself has lived in the Caribbean yeah. for years, and is now com- is complaining about all the migrants living in London. London? It's like, yeah. uh, what do you think? I had heard that he was being problematic uh,
0: in in what he was saying. I haven't actually followed him. And I just did a little bit of research. tweeting or whatever. Yeah. But,
1: um. He's also been a bit dismissive to Irish people and Irish names. I so. He He's kind of said, he's made fun of kind of like, I mean, I, I have no problem with people making... No, Irish I don't mind name. that, but he's kind of been a bit more, it's been a little bit more mean, uh, mean-spirited. mean But uh,
0: he's not saying these things sarcastically, obviously. No, he's not. Um and maybe his Englishness, maybe that, that character he was trying to escape has caught up with him in later years. Yeah,
1: I mean, the, 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 the cliche is that the older you get, the more conservative you get. I, th- I suppose I just, I, I have a, a particular problem with someone complaining about migrants in a city when they themselves don't live in their home city. It kind of reeks of the, you know, it's, all, it's
0: It's fine for me to travel and live yes, elsewhere, but yeah. not anybody to yeah. live in my town.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, and I know some of the other Monty Python people have come out and said uh, publicly that they disagree and they think that London is a great city and you know. That, that. Anyway, I just thought that I.
0: Yeah, can grumpy old fart of a man. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, but uh, in regards to this film, fiscal Wanda, great
0: yeah fantastic.
1: brilliant actually Maybe a couple of years after this actually he would have been q oh yeah that 95 so I, i'm not sometimes. very familiar with my 90s bond films i've only seen them once, once. i've watched all of them but only once uh, so and times. i and i would have seen them when they were released so i wouldn't be because he wasn't in any of the daniel craig ones no i don't think so i don't think did I he didn't did 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 he he did like
0: last. hand over to, to the oh, is it like one? the young lad no
1: i no, don't think so okay he, he's the kind of actor who pops up in, I won't say cameo roles, but like little kind of bit parts here and there. Like he was in Rat Race. Great, yeah, I love Rat Race. And he was in...
0: Oh, Ron Atkinson was in that as well. Yes. Was, yeah.
1: but m- Much bigger role than John Cleese. And he was in, he was in Will and Grace for a time. And he kind of, he's not, he strikes me as someone who's not really interested in being a big actor the I mean,
0: same with Faulty Towers you know that was only however many episodes it was yeah, you know yeah. kind of like Ricky Gervais you yeah. know, short, and, short and sweet and
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah. I did find it interesting though that in this movie uh, himself and his wife were in separate beds and in Faulty Towers yes we're also in separate beds and that was
1: in the 70s and this <laughs> was the late 80s like that was that wasn't that's obviously an imagery point that he finds it's harkening back to a time when you couldn't be on tv in the same bed but like you were able to do he obviously was doing it just for a visual effect
0: yeah. i mean i think though at faulty terrors the, the the relationship was quite strained yes maybe that's just a, a piece of imagery that he yeah. likes yeah, yeah, right
1: yeah. okay so we've gone through all the characters yeah so i think it's time for my thesis statement paul's thesis statement yeah. Okay, we brushed on this earlier on. This is kind of a silly one, but whatever. It's fun. Silly movie for a silly... It's a silly thesis statement for a silly movie. Yeah. So, there I've noticed there's this weird trope that pops up now and again where people eat fish, fish from aquaculture. Yeah, like have seen that like, a couple like of times. Like they literally swallow them live. So... Can you name the... We've seen that three times in the last month.
0: Three times? Can you name the other two? No, probably not. But I remember sit looking, lo- watching this with you and going, we've seen this a yes, lot. Yes, we
1: both thought the exact same thing. The first one was Modern Family. Oh, right. Okay. Where Claire just drank a glass of water, but there was a fish in it, but she didn't want to it for some reason. Right. And the second one was a bit more... Uh, fair enough, it was in Umbrella Academy, which I think is more of a fantasy yeah but even still and i and i and i can't think of any off the top of my head but i'm like this is a this is a trope this is happening this yeah. is a thing and in this film fish all basically eats a whole fish tank so i began thinking like is this a thing like like has anyone ever you do some research Paul? so i did some research and my thesis statement is should should you eat a fish from a fish tank now connor if i'm honest my concern was more about the Na-na-na-na-na human, or something. no, the ingester. Right. So I was like, what would happen to a human? If they
0: follow, if they follow them whole, they're probably alive in your stomach, digesting for a while.
1: <laughs> well, my concern was what happens to the human. But when I tried Googling it, all I could find initially was people saying, what happens to the fish? Can a fish survive? Like the first... F- no, the fish cannot survive. No, obviously the fish can't survive. You digest and- it. I was like, nobody. I was more like, well, what could happen to the person? I, obviously, the fish <laughs> is going to freaking die. What happens to the person? I wonder if you just swallowed it and then vomited it up really quick? Oh, it's funny you should ask, Connor. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> apparently. Okay, so I'm going to go way back to the 20s. Roaring 20s. The roaring 20s when there was. A, a couple People were eating fish left, right, and center, straight out of the pond. Well, so there was a couple of Chicago bartenders um, that used to they were kind of like they used to make like co- um, cocktails and they used to like perform uh, when they were serving drinks they'd like perform like a do entertainment and comedy no and one of their little tricks was that they would there was a fish tank on the bar and they would reach in grab what everyone thought was a goldfish and and eat it but okay. what it actually was it was beforehand they would carve a carrot into right, the shape right, right. of a thing and they would put it in their in their lips and they would use their tongue yeah. to make it, it flick and, and then yeah. they would swallow it and then for everyone was like oh my god so, and they were like oh this is so funny but it wasn't funny connor oh. because lots of people thought that this was Fish. okay to um, do and it started this trend of people just <laughs> swallowing fish. because humans are idiots remember like two years ago everyone was swallowing dishwasher tablets for fun there was this challenge online where you would like swallow a dishwasher tablet what um, not a dishwasher tablet sorry worse a washing machine tablet um, washing machine tablet like would you would
0: swallow a washing machine tablet well you would bite tablet. into
1: it you know like they've got liquid you would bite into it and there was and you'd put it on YouTube and stuff but loads of people were getting really sick oh no no no, no. <laughs> Sherlock and all these this is a companies like had Trump to pump yourself full of this yes. kind of stuff and lots of people lots of these companies had to put out um, warnings saying yeah you're not meant to eat it's aren't. on the box <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Well, they had to do it again. They should put that on the box they do. (laughs) So people... Anyway, back to... People started, like, as a party beast swallowing fish. How could you even bring yourself to do that? I don't know. I I cannot think of anything worse. Awful. So it got to a stage that it even happened on... What was that show? Jackass. Remember Jackass? That's him. And... Jack asked the thing, can I swallow a fish and will it still be alive? So, so he swallowed a fish with a shit ton of water and then like threw it up. Uh, I actually... Uh, <laughs>
0: oh, you're getting sick thinking about it.
1: <laughs> you alright? <I> uh, <laughs> 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 it was disgusting. I... <laughs> on you. anyway I
0: wish you guys could see what I'm seeing
1: <laughs> the fish survived alright okay fair play to all <laughs> I didn't think this. it's hard. it's harder to talk with <laughs> than to read all the people uh, the reason the fish survived was because it can survive <laughs> it can survive for a, a couple of uh, maybe 30 seconds if you swallow a lot of water <laughs> <laughs> If you swallow a lot of water, water, okay, I'm gonna parachute <laughs> this part. Um, anyway, anyway, uh, but it, it's very likely they'll, they'll die from stomach acid and they'll drain and stuff. You're crying with the okay, but my main concern was for humans because I was like, <laughs> would Otto survive? So, if there's something that you think of, if you can think of anything in the world. <laughs> If you if you have an idea, if you have a question, someone on the internet will have created a blog post about it. With no new so, problems. Lo and behold, I found an answer on puregoldfish.com. Okay. On a blog post called Goldfish as a Food Source for People. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <is gross. laughs> the question was, do goldfish make good fish to eat? And, uh, okay, so it basically says that... Most people that report to have have eaten their goldfish um, say that they taste, inverted commas, muddy. Muddy. (laughs) Muddy Muddy is the adjective that they used. Um, And as goldfish typically only eat goldfish food, the flakes that you put in, the flakes that you put in. If you really want to know fish. the taste of a goldfish, just put one of these on your tongue. <laughs> I think I did that as a kid when I had oh a now goldfish. Oh no, you know what a goldfish tastes like. It's
0: kind of salty or something.
1: Eating raw goldfish, however, is a, all caps, very bad idea. Consuming raw fish carries a higher risk of parasitic transmission, especially pathogens such as a cap, caper, Capillaria intestinal worms connor worm infestations in goldfish are pretty common they can spread to people if ingested but it get worse gets worse gets worse the main reason i strongly disagree with uh, with eating a goldfish <coughs> is because of certain zoonotic bacteria that can possibly uh. survive the cooking process and infect people fish tb um jesus uh, can remain dormant in the system of mo- go- most goldfish even those that appear appear healthy They usually get it from the pet store, and it's transmittable to people. Now, you might be thinking, is this true... TB. Yeah. You might be thinking, hang on, pure goldfish. Is this really happening? Show me somebody that has contracted one of these illnesses. But pure goldfish guy has gone, well... There you go. It's not very common. So I doubt I could show you any scientific studies that show the percentage of people (laughs) that might contract this disease. But from what I know about fish... Which is a lot. You're at risk at uh, transmitting infection from fish to people, and I wouldn't advise it. But he does say at the end. But if you're dead set on doing it, I guess the it's up to it. you. <laughs> <laughs> now, you only live Now the problem is, Wanda isn't a goldfish, colour. She's an angel fish. She is an angel fish. How did you know that? I know. An angel fish looks oh, like. I text. I text our fish friend. Jason Jason. and I sent him a picture of one and I was like what type of fish is this I'm doing some research for a podcast I needn't have bothered there you go so to be fair Con maybe this is just this is on puregoldfish.com it wasn't on pureangelfish.com is there a pureangelfish.com I didn't look I didn't look I just looked up eating a raw fish Uh, although like I mean he eats a lot of fish he eats a tank tank he eats a tank so my thesis statement of the week is don't eat your fish (laughs) <laughs> Don't eat your fish. Pause, this is
0: well, Kevin Klein only ate jelly. He uh, didn't eat real fish, which he offered to do
1: and the director said no the director looked at puregofish.com and said Jesus you're not getting said, fish TV will no. be out in like few months th- this guy on go, puregofish.com says from what I know I don't. I have no scientific studies but from what this chap knows he wouldn't advise it there you go
0: so A Fish Call Wanda that's about it I think
1: yeah uh, uh, direction uh, good yeah, music good the director was um, Michael Crichton no Charles Crichton Charles who Crichton. really only did I'd never heard of him before he just did TV movies really and yeah, TV yeah. shows uh, I guess he was John Cleese's pal, but this is a really nicely directed film. Yeah, yeah very solid. The music—it wasn't. Not a lot to say, to be honest. Excuse me, it wasn't anything. To
0: it was. It was one good music in a film.
1: Listen to Jackie Brand. Oh my God, Jackie Brand's music. I mean, Tarantino has such good taste. Um, the the diversity—it does pass the Bechdel test, the Bechdel test, but just by the skin of its teeth. Do you know how? the mom talking to the daughter yeah wendy and portia not not wanda it's a small cast though i mean it, uh, it's it's a small cast all white a bit of blackface which is not great a bit of homophobia Qu- quite a bit of homophobia and a little a bit a st- little bit ab- would you call that Ableist maybe. yeah so maybe those elements haven't aged well um in terms of the diversity thing yeah, solid it's a, yeah, very sad We're solid going to have to place movie. this on our list now, Paul. Um, yeah, we'll place it on our list, and then just before we pick our next one, maybe just have a review of heist season. So here's our list, Con. I'd be comfortable putting this quite high. I'm thinking around Muriel's wedding. I feel this is a very similar vibe to thought, Muriel's wedding.
0: I actually thought that this may not offer his place, but now that I've seen it, and now I'm looking at the list... No. Uh, so I'm going to say...
1: Yeah, Muriel's Wedding I'll put it there six before Yeah. you think it's b- after Widows I think I enjoyed it more than Muriel's Wedding so yeah okay I think that's nice just after Widows six. so number six that is a, that's a very respectable, respectable place on our list and, and so this is uh, our highest Jamie Lee Curtis film on the list of two. oh yes to overtake They'll Halloween to overtake Halloween yeah Jamie Lee Curtis so we've got so Jamie Lee joins a very exclusive list of actors that have been in more than one film in Silver Screamers she's got Jamie Lee we got judy dench we got that actress who's in Dolly darko and Flatliners. can't remember her name <laughs> What? what's her fate uh sometimes i think you don't care about oh yeah yeah, yeah. the pinball machine man. and there is one more but whatever it doesn't matter anyway okay so there we go uh, something like it hot, uh, something like it hot. Uh, so Fish Call Wanda at number 6 just after Widow so it's our second highest heist film um, this season I thought was a a calmer season than slashes we certainly didn't throw ourselves in um, and we've just finished it off on a high with you nearly vomiting all over the place <laughs> yes it did nearly yes it was the first time I nearly vomited on a podcast uh, I think we we kind of predicted there would be lots of like gentleman thieves, which you could you call Otto? A, no, he's not a gentleman. No. no, he's not at all. So this didn't have that. Yeah. This had a femme fatale in it, which I don't think I don't think you'd call Viola Davis's character a femme fatale. No. Julia Roberts, That's definitely decent. no. Neither was Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts but you could maybe call Mary McDonald a femme fatale. In sneakers that like she kind of seduces your man and stuff. That's just about.
0: I feel like friend Fatale has to work on her own merits and kind of use her wiles to
1: get what she wants. Yeah, yeah, that's to be fair. Yeah, okay. Um, See, so yeah, it doesn't really follow most of the tropes of a, of a typical heist film. Like you said, the heist is at the very start of this, and it's out of the way quickly. So there's none of the, yeah, a lot of the tropes that we had talked about with the other films, like the blueprints and the planning and the the last-minute hits. you argue they're all trying to heist from each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's of the four films we've seen, this is the, the heist it really takes up the least amount of time even with each other like it, they're making up as they go along for the most yeah, part yeah. Um, but no yeah, so was what it. have you made of high season I've enjoyed it yeah go I've enjoy enjoyed it, it. I'm, I'm, like, I think you said it well I am happy to leave this behind I thought Widows Sneakers Oceans and this I feel they've been quite diverse the four films in yeah, terms of the none of yeah, them are play. very similar they're
0: probably not not all films that you would instantly go <laughs> oh that's four no no, no, no de- yeah yeah um, I think I would have been nicer. We've we floated around the sort of. The more recent past and around the, the 80s, and
1: 90s, and noughties. We, we did 80s, 90s, noughties, and teens. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. High season is officially over. Over. So now. Next.
0: Okay, we have to pick another genre. And this time, hopefully, we'll remember what
1: coin we tossed. Oh, yeah. Technically, <laughs> we should have just finished. Disney season (laughs) okay I'm going to stick with Disney animated as my next genre okay well I'm really glad that you picked that because I have a friend called John who has asked me more than once when are we going to do an animated film well if you're doing Disney animated I'm going to actually say non-Disney animated. I'm going to do like the opposite oh, of you. John, this season's for you. This, this season's for you, John. And I think Orla will like this too, my friend Orla. But it I'm, doesn't like a, an animated movie? I'm maybe. going to be a little more specific. Mine is going to be non-Disney traditional animated films. So it has to be hand-drawn. I don't want, um, as in traditional animated, like it has to be, I don't want um, Shrek, and I don't want um, Madagascar. Oh, that's uh, interesting. I wanted all to be traditionally animated films okay so what are you picking well the film i'm picking is watership down which i picked <laughs> yeah but you could also do anastasia uh, any of the um spirit of the way films you could do secret of cows you could do lord of the rings animated film you could do um uh, there's like there's dozens but uh, gully Basically Avatar. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, okay, so, so what I'm, I'm picking for this is, sorry, is, is Watership Down. What's your film? I'm going to pick The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. All right, so you're ready to flip? Let's flip. What What do you want to be? I want to be heads this time. I always Heads for rabbits, tails for fish again. Da, 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 da. A fish called Ariel. Tails... We're doing Disney! Disney! I... The Little Mermaid... I mean, this—that that, if you listen back to our intro, that's one in of my top ten films.
0: Yeah, it would be. Yeah. It is. I actually have been gagging to watch *The Little Mermaid* because I watched it as a kid, but I haven't seen it. Uh, and I know the music is great and the story is great, and I've been me—I've been wanting to watch it for a long time now, and this just has forced me to do it. I am finally. going
1: to have to be very critical because. This nost- the nostalgia this is, this will be strong with this movie, one, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think I'm I'm a professional enough critic to do that. I can I can love this film and still put it. I could basically not turn up to the next episode. I, and I, could just I have, talk I away, have absolutely no need to watch. I will. I, I love watching to I have absolutely no need to, to for me to be on the podcast. I well well that no no I do not need to watch this film. I actually well, bonded. Please watch it. it I will yeah. watch it, but I'm just I don't need to. I know every single. Slide How many times do you reckon film? you've seen this? I would say, I would say for the first ten years, I, I saw this film when it was on VHS, so I didn't see it in the cinema. My parents bought it for me, or they got it, and I would say I watched it once a week or once every other week for the first about three years, and then probably once a week for three years, probably, and then I'd say, and gee, and then I'd say I watched it once every other month. And then I had I had it on VHS, it was a Christmas present. This might be a quite a personal episode. I have quite Holy some personal moody. stories about this about Once a week for three years. Being a little gay boy. Love and mermaid. Do you know that I have a thing? Do you know that I always have a thing that I'm into Project projecty thing on No, like do you know that I have always like this one like piece of media that I'm really obsessed with. Huh? It flits all the time. Like I'm into uh, Lord of the Rings, I'm really into them for a while and then I'm really into uh, the, the, the Northern well, you've uh, got the, anim- the Animorphs roar, I mean the animals, but there's one thing that come on the last couple of weeks every, after work every day the last of us oh of course yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. so yeah. for anyone who doesn't know me very well I'm, I always have a thing that I'm like really like obs- I, I'm quite an obsessive person aren't I
0: you obsess over things for short periods of time short
1: periods of time and I'm like, this is like my favourite thing. And, and it's
0: better that I obsess about it? nothing ever.
1: No, I'm quite a passionate person. Yeah. And uh, but I would think person. my first passion, the first thing I was really into was The Little Mermaid and by extension... Once a week for three years is mad. And by extension, mermaids. I had a mermaid birthday cake.
0: That'll be a story for next week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah Keep, save it
0: so save next us. week's gonna be, very That's That's gonna be very personal so this week was vomiting and next week is gonna be
1: Paul crying there. so if you wanna be part of my world uh, <laughs> come under the scene with us yeah okay great can't wait yeah oh we have to do a photo shoot as well great for our new promo shot okay so that has been high
0: season fish call wonder next is disney with The Little Mermaid. And you guys need to remember that you can uh, visit our website at www.silver-screamers.com. You can email us silverscreamers at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Silver Screamers. Facebook, Silver Screamers Podcast. Instagram, Silver Screamers Screamers Podcast. And you can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud and your Apple Podcast app on your iPhone. Tweet us, comment on us, review us, Whatever you like, make it all nice and fun and fluffy and yay.
1: Yay! Yay. And we will talk to you next week, guys. Can I just say, I didn't technically win last season, we just thought I did. I haven't won a season in frickin' (laughs) No, I haven't. Months. Months I haven't.
0: Coins hate you. The coins hate you. You can flip it, dude, just in case you think I've got a weighted coin. I, I have to lie to get my season. You can flip it next time. You can flip it next time. All right, thanks, guys. Bye.
1: And survive for a couple of uh, maybe 30 seconds if you swallow a lot of water. Swallow a lot of water. Swallow oh. a lot of water. <laughs>